Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I am a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I am here to help validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Today, I'm going to talk to you about friends of a narcissist, what that can look like. Obviously, I'm not a narcissist. I'm not in their shoes. I don't know how like Lee Hammond from Mental Healness and Ben Taylor from Raw Motivations, how they would describe their friendships, if they would agree with me or not. I don't know. We'll see if they, you know, listen to this. Um, I don't know if they will, but um, from what I saw throughout my relationship with an abusive person, how friends, friendships look like for them versus how I view friendships and some of the things that I noticed happening um, in regards to how they treat those around them who, you know, we would call friends. Um, before we begin, I'm going to go ahead and do my struggles and successes. This is my third episode of the day. Um, I started like recording several at a time because then I feel less stressed. I get them done. I get them scheduled. They're on. I don't have to think about it for a month, which is really working for me. Last month is the first time that I did that. Uh, but the problem is that I can't often come up with three struggles and successes on the same day. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll just skip that today because it's like I just told you two of each um, even though you're going to be listening to them at different times, I'm still sitting here in my yellow sweater. Like, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm, I think we're going to skip it. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that means we're just going to dive right in. Um, so as we all know, obviously I'm here and I talk a lot about relationships, intimate relationships with an abusive person and what that's like. A lot of other people talk about having abusive, narcissistic parents and what that looks like. Um, Because it does look a little bit different, although it's a lot of similar tactics. How does it look when you're doing it to a child versus when you're doing it to a partner that you live with? How does it look like for them? All that stuff. How do you recover from it? And so with friends, um, you know, I, I truly don't know if I've ever been friends with a narcissist or not. I've had some people that I've definitely caught out of my life after leaving my abuser because I was like, why do I feel the same way I did when I was with them? I don't know. I don't need to know what's going on with you. I don't care if I look like the problem. My nervous, excuse me, my nervous system isn't good with you. If that name is popping up on my phone and I fear that they're going to be criticizing me, complaining about something, why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? I don't want it, right? So I don't know. I, I'm not coming here being like, oh gosh, I had this 10-year, 5-year relationship with my best friend. Or I thought with my best friend and come to find out it was this, 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 this. A lot of you have had that experience and can say what it felt like to be friends with a narcissist or an abusive person because they are abusing you too. When you're there, when you are their friend, they are abusing you too. It just looks different. It's not necessarily day in, day out. You're not living with them. You're not sharing intimate space with them, but they still are using and abusing you. Um, And a lot of times with friends, it's a lot harder to 
I want to say it's harder because when our parent is abusing us, it's hard to accept that, you know, children will internalize it. They'll think that they're the problem. They're the reason that their parent is unhappy, all of that stuff. But we have this idea of what a parent is supposed to be. We have an idea of what a partner is supposed to be. We have an idea of what a friend is supposed to be. And that makes it very hard to accept and understand what's going on because we project, and I've talked about this before, how they project bad guilt, shame, you know, I'm a bad person, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad this, I'm a bad that, um, onto us. And we carry that and we feel that, but we also project back goodness. So we believe that our parents can be good. We believe that our friends have the same intentions that we do. We believe that our partners can change, that they actually do care about us, that they're just struggling, all of that stuff. We project that onto them. So it's very hard to see it. And again, when it's a friend, unless you're roommates, if you have had an abusive or narcissistic roommate, it's very hard um, to... Again, unless you live together, then it's more intense. But if you don't, it's a lot harder because it's over time. It's not as like in your face as if you're living with that person, growing up with them or, you know, having a relationship with them. But these are the things um, on my notes. It says narc, no friends. And then I have three main things that I noticed that my abuser had people around for. One, of course, is the flying monkey. The Flying Monkey, and I do have an entire episode about it. It's probably just called Flying Monkeys. I probably did it almost a year ago. Is that person or those people who are going to do the work for your abuser? So they can be a go-between. They can be like the telephone line for information. If you are not responding to your abuser, they might start to reach out to other people and be like, hey, can you, whether they explicitly ask them to reach out or they're just like, I'm so concerned. I don't know. I can't stop crying. She left. She took my kids. She this, she that. Knowing that that person will reach out to you and tell you and guilt you and try to get you to come back home or they'll call you names. You're an idiot. You're dumb. You're just out here looking for attention. You don't know what you're missing out on. They loved you. They this, they that. Anything that they can say to get a reaction out of you, to cause you pain, to get you to go back even. And that's a flying monkey. So they keep those people around you know, they don't actually care about those people, but they know that those people are into the drama or just willing to take part in it. They know that they can call those people forward, just like the witch in The Wizard of Oz. When she needed someone to go and capture Dorothy, torture, you know, rip the straw out of the um, <clears throat> scarecrow, you know, scare the lion, do all this stuff. She did not leave her castle. She was like, go, everyone. And hordes of flying monkeys go out and torment people physically, emotionally, you know, take the dog, do all this stuff. The abuser's just sitting there like, yeah, they're going to bring this person back to me. Or they're going to do all my dirty work and I can just sit here and I can look like I am not a part of it. I had nothing to do with it. They're just doing this of their own volition. Um, and so they're going to keep those people around because it, it works for them. Uh-oh, my son got his feelings hurt, I think. <laughs> He's in the other room with his dad. Um, oh, poor Bubba. It's so hard for me as a mom. Like, this is my me time. I'm recording. His dad can handle it, but it's so hard for me as a mom to be like, my kid is crying and not to immediately run over and help him and talk to him and validate him and do all that stuff. If you don't know, I co-parent very closely with my dad. We are not partners. My dad, <clears throat> my dad passed away with my son's dad. We are not partners, we are not in a relationship, but we co-parent very closely. Um, and that's another part of my life that I'm like trying to navigate and figure out and is like a constant 
thing. And we did that while my abuser was around as well, which was obviously very difficult. And I don't think I realized how much we weren't actually doing that. Like in my head, I was like, we're doing this. Yay. Like my son comes first. Everyone's on the same page. And now I'm like, nah. but anyway, that's why my son's crying in the other room and I'm not getting up. <laughs> um, I lost my spot. Okay. So they keep people around when they need something. So I witnessed this quite a bit when like, I remember thinking like this person doesn't really go out and hang out with people. Um, and I'm very, I was very much a people person, very extroverted. I like to have a group of friends. I like to share with people. I don't want to be with just my partner. <coughs> um, so I noticed that they like, they wouldn't keep in touch with people and they would say like, Oh, so-and-so texted me the other day. I'm like, well, how'd it go? Well, I just didn't respond. They just, they wouldn't respond. They wouldn't reach back. Um, and it's sort of like, it's to this point where like their friends make excuses because they're like, that's just how they are, you know? They don't, and then, but then when they come back and then we're friends and blah, 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 and then they disappear again. That's just how they are. Well, that's because they're only coming back when they need something from that person. When they either, like, these are some examples of the things that I saw them using their friends for. If they needed someone to go out with that night, to then make me feel insecure. And again, if you're listening and you don't understand this kind of abuse, you're like, Lindsay, you're just making stuff up. You are insecure. You're paranoid. But like, it's like, oh, you know, Lindsay and I have been doing really well. How can I stir stuff up? Well, let me call this friend who I haven't seen in 19 months to see if they want to grab a beer with me. And then I will stay out until 4 a.m. and not contact Lindsay. Like, it's this whole thing. So to have someone to, to go and hang out with, like when they just like need it for whatever purpose... Uh, but it's not like a genuine friendship, a genuine connection. They're not maintaining it. It's not a give and take. It's literally just, hey, I need to look good. I'm going to pretend that I miss you. Come out here. Um, if they need some, they, they need a place to stay. So I just, my, another person just broke up with me. I don't know where to go. Can I, can I, can I live on your couch for a little bit? Or I don't want to pay rent. I don't want to pay the full amount of rent. Can I, can I squat on your land and pay just a couple hundred dollars a month? Can I do this? Can I do that? What can I get from you? Um, you know, my car broke down. I need a ride. I, I need a car. I know you have an extra one. Can I use your car? But they're not giving that person anything else between the times that they're asking for stuff. Um, I need an epic pass. This is a super specific example. I'm not in the military anymore. You are, you still are. So you're still getting that Epic Pass discount. If you know what the Epic Pass is, it's like for skiing and like it's a, it's way cheaper if you have the Epic Pass. So once a year without fail, they would email this friend and say, hey, how have you been? We should catch up. I miss you. How's your life? The person responds, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I need my Epic Pass. And the person's like, oh my gosh, well, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? No response because they have the Epic Pass. They don't actually care what that person is going through, anything about their life, nothing, but they want that epic pass. They want to pay less for something, for their activities that they want to do. They want to have that connection or that like um, that hookup, but they don't care about that person. They don't actually want to know what they're doing and they don't want to tell you what they're doing because they're not doing anything except abusing someone, like honestly. They don't have anything to share with that person either. So those kinds of things, or if they need a job, hey, long time no see. You work at this gym, right? Are they hiring? Can you give me a hookup? Awesome, you did it. I don't actually care about you. I might hang out with you because I don't have anyone else to hang out with. I don't have anyone else to abuse right now. Hook me up. So it's those kinds of things. Does this friend have a hot tub at their house? Does this friend have like, um, 
a hookup for travel? What can I get out of this person? It's never a genuine, oh, I feel safe around this person. I love our give and take. I love this. You know, this is a person that I lean on and they can leave on, lean on me. It's calculating. What can I get from them? I'm going to slide in when I need something. I'm going to slide right back out. So keep an eye on that. If, you, if you're around someone like that, and yeah, there are introverts. There are people who aren't going to be constantly on their phone. That's very different from what I'm talking about. So keep that in mind. Another thing that I notice is when they need someone to make them look good. And I mentioned this in my last episode, which is why I decided to do this one next, because I do have a whole list, um, is that they need someone around to make it look like they are happy and healthy and surrounded by friends when you leave them so that they can continue with the smear campaign, which I talked about last week, that they've been you know, planting these little seeds in people's minds. And now they can be like, see, look at me. I'm going out to all these events I never did when my ex was around. She just left me. Now look at me. I'm doing all these things. I'm going to events. I'm going to concerts. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I look good. I've got two, three, four, five people next to me. These are my friends. Lindsay's just like, or, you know, my, the person who just left me, like, they're just like sitting at home crying and, you know, they're not dating anyone yet. They're not hanging out with friends, blah, blah, blah. Look at me. Look at them. And society takes the bait and they're like oh my gosh this person looks happy this person's going out they're making friends that person isn't mm, that's really weird that person is a problem again I talked about this last week um so they'll do that for a short while they'll be very public about it they'll make sure other people at work other people at the gym other people at school whatever see how happy they are and then they'll drop it and I, they won't talk to those people anymore because they don't need those people anymore they were just using those people I guarantee you that once they get past that phase, initial phase of like trying to impress people with how well they are doing and how healthy they are and how liberated they are after this breakup, they're not keeping in touch with those people. They're not meeting your baby. They're not coming to your birthday party. They're not going to a concert with you. All the things that they were doing for that couple of weeks after the breakup isn't happening anymore. They don't need you. They don't need that person. They don't need to use that person for anything anymore. They don't have to look good. They can just go off. Maybe they've got that new supply lined up and they're going to put all their energy into that person. Those friends don't matter versus a normal person who's like, oh, I started hanging out with these people. You know, I might be really busy. I might not be able to be there for everything, but like I genuinely do care and I'm going to do my best to continue to, you know, cultivate this friendship. Two very different things. So keep an eye out for that. If you're seeing someone who, <coughs> I don't know how you keep an eye out for flying monkeys, um, Unless your abuser who you're with, um, or if, you know, if it's your friend, unless that person still has their exes around and they're still actively abusing them, and maybe they have a flying monkey who's like delivering information, which I do think probably was happening, but I didn't realize it at the time that that information highway that they kind of maintain. Um, but I don't know how you look out for flying monkeys until the end. But if you're seeing someone who's only reaching out to someone periodically, and you're like. You only email this person once a year for the epic pass, or you're only with this person, like, weird. That's not normal, healthy, like, friendship behavior. And then if you're seeing, like, <coughs> if you leave, and hopefully you're not looking at them, hopefully you, you have them blocked on everything, but if people, someone says to you, yeah, I saw them out, they had, like, six friends with them, they looked great, first of all, ignore it. Stop talking to that person who's giving you information. That's, that's part, that's one of my hard and fast rules of no contact, is if you know my ex, if you follow them on social media, if you have access to them, you don't have access to me that I know of. Um, but just know 
that it's a facade. It's an act. They are using those people. They don't genuinely care about those people. And those people, unfortunately, are going to get dropped like a sack of potatoes. They're not aware of it right now. They're like, oh, yeah, this person's cool. They never hung out with us when they were with, you know, with their ex. You know, when they were with Lindsay, they were never around. Here they go. They're getting dropped like a sack of potatoes. They just don't know yet. And they won't see it for what it is. They'll just be like, oh, they moved on. Oh, you know, my life changed. Oh, this, that, you know. But that is what happened. That is what's happening. So that is what I experienced in terms of a narcissist having or not having friends. Some of the behaviors that I noticed that don't line up with how I view friendships and how I cultivate friendships and things like that. So if this is helpful, let me know if you can relate to that. If you saw these kinds of behaviors, um, yeah, just let me know what you thought about that. I am going to go ahead and wrap this up. I have a coaching session here in a couple minutes, so I want to make sure that I'm not like rushing over there, but Again, if you like this podcast, you like this YouTube podcast, uh, please rate, review, subscribe. I love some reviews. Um, it really means a lot to me. And if you write a review um, on uh, like the iTunes podcast, I always screenshot and share it and say thank you on Instagram because it really does mean a lot to me. So consider doing that um, if my podcast has helped you in any way. Um, the more that you interact with it, obviously it gets more to the people who really need it. And that's why I'm here. I really want to be able to help again, support and validate people. If you want more from me, you can always find me at the Lindsay Goodman, um, across all social media. I'm the Lindsay Goodman on Twitter. And again, I don't, I'm, I'm really bad at marketing, but I do offer one-on-one -on -one trauma recovery coaching. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really speaking to me. Um, whether you want to work with me long-term you know, how to get out of these relationships, how to recover, um, education on, on, on understanding what happened to you. In my opinion, the education and understanding is very helpful to moving on. So if you want to reach out, whether you just want, you know, a validation session for 30 minutes or you want to work on it, you want to make a plan to get out, whatever that looks like for you, thelindsaygoodman.com, click on the coaching tab, um, and I am happy to work with you. So that's all for today. Um, don't hesitate to reach out again. I, I'm not able to answer every single message that I do receive, but I try to at least read them and give them a little heart. So, you know, that I see you, um, but everyone take care. I know this isn't fun to listen to do something nice for yourself, drink some water, and I will be back next week with more.